is Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. I'm your host today, Anna Buchanan, and our guest today is singer-songwriter Roger Ramsey. Roger, can you start by telling me who you are and where you're from? Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm just a kid from uh, northeastern Pennsylvania and New York, and I've uh, got a lot of influences from that, from my family being the Catskills and um, being born in Yonkers, so uh, I've kind of moved around a lot in that sense. So, um, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, what brought you to the area? Um, I start. I started uh, college here in uh, around 2016, and mm-hmm. um, I was pursuing a music education degree, and a lot of things have changed since then, but um, yeah, just fell in love with the area, and I stayed. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, you're not alone in that. I'm... I'm <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I'm the same. So I actually saw you for the first time at Tumbling Creek Cider, which beautiful performance, by the Thank way. You. When did you first start playing guitar? Oh, man. Um, I started playing guitar when I was 11. So okay. um, I got a guitar for Christmas uh, and I was just trying to learn a couple songs and I started taking lessons. So that's kind of where it kicked off. Mm-hmm. Do you play other instruments? Um, not as much as I do with the guitar. I played the saxophone for a while and I played bass, but other than that, uh, guitar has been my main instrument. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you sound like a jack of all trades. <laughs> <I appreciate that. laughs> do you um, do you remember the moment when you thought, I want to be a musician. I want to be a singer songwriter. The stage is where I want to be. Yeah, I think there was a while where I was going to a lot of concerts. We would go to see, uh, my family would go to see my cousin play uh, shows all the time because he was a touring musician at the time. And I would kind of like see the energy on stage and uh, and how it made other people feel. And I, I thought that I really wanted to be a part of that and do something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy most about playing music? Like what... What is the feeling that you get when you play? Man, good question. Uh, Does it take you to a certain place in your mind? Yeah, uh, I think it's just like a, just like a calm, just kind of washes over me, and I'm able to just communicate how I feel unapologetically and mm-hmm. just be, yeah, just be myself very much so. so. Mm-hmm. Do you you do covers and original songs, and that's yeah. what I saw at Tumbling <laughs> Creek. Do you have a preference? Uh, I love playing original songs, but I, I think part of the selling point, too, to get people to listen to your original songs by playing mm-hmm. the covers, too. So I think it's uh, it's very much a cooperative environment when you're playing something like Tumbling Creek or, or Wolf Hills or something like that. You're playing a cover that people really like, and then you're like, okay, here's one of my songs, and it's, yeah, mm-hmm. you give and take. Mm-hmm. It is. It's. It definitely seems like it's a give and take with the relationship with your audience. Do you find? I, I'm. I hear everybody's nervous at first when they go on stage. Mm-hmm. Do you have to build a relationship with the audience, or is playing covers kind of part of that, building that relationship? Because it seemed like at Tumbling Creek Cider, you were very much responding to your audience. I I heard people singing your original songs, which was really, really great. Yeah, I, and 
I've been playing a lot of uh, live shows too prior to the pandemic and I, I think a lot of my friends are just supportive when they show up to shows <laughs> and they know some of my older songs but yeah I do get nervous on stage so I usually plan a couple songs I'm, comfor- I'm comfortable with first and um, usually they're songs that people also like so it's a very much like it's very much a, I have to read the room before mm-hmm. I start playing so mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I think being able to read the room, being able to read into people's emotions is definitely a skill I feel like that you have. Do you feel like, do you feel like it's a skill that's necessary for musicians? Yeah, I think, uh, musicians are, are responsible for, for a lot. I mean, you sort of dictate what the general vibe is for the, for the night, you know, or, you know, when people walk into a venue, Mm -hmm. they're hearing you and they're hearing what you're communicating and, many times that determines whether they're going to stay for another drink or, you know, get Mm -hmm. some food or Mm -hmm. if they're just going to hang out for five minutes and hit the road. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so no pressure, but pressure. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You are responsible for them having a good time, essentially. Yeah. 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 Is there someone that inspired you as you were on your journey to, to becoming the singer-songwriter that you are now? Definitely. There um, there have been a, a couple people, because I, you know, I've switched between genres all the time, just as songwriters do. So John Mayer has been a big influence, as well as uh, Chris Stapleton mm-hmm. and uh, Esperanza Spaulding, who's a, a jazz bassist and songwriter. She graduated from Berkeley and became an instructor there. So I, I was wow. just very uh, inspired by her work, too. Mm-hmm. When you were in music classes in school, was there anything that your professors told you that's that stuck with you? Actually, yeah. Uh, one uh, <laughs> one teacher I had, I was in a voice lesson and I was talking about uh, grad schools for music. But at the time, I mean, I really was what I wanted to do was write songs uh, for other people and myself and be just a working musician. But I was still trying to go through the motions of just being either a music instructor or just having another music degree or something like that. And um, she said to me, uh, you're an awful student, but you're good at what you do and you should move to a city rather than go to a grad school. Mm-hmm. So uh, I th- it's, it was kind of funny. It made me laugh, but it was a very validating thing to hear, even though that seems unlikely from the uh, out of context. But yeah, I wasn't a great student and I was really focused on writing songs. So mm-hmm. it kind of put me in that direction. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, personally, I think you're a very, very good songwriter. You Thank are you. very good at what you do, but it does make you think too about how institutions grade in, in a sense, it, like it, putting, putting students in a particular box. And, you know, it makes you think about how, how we're judging students. And I think the arts you know, the arts are very much hard to grade. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's just interesting that she called you a bad student. (laughs) Yeah, but it was, it was definitely, uh, very much in a, in a loving and encouraging way to just, you know, uh, I, I think teachers at their core really care about what happens to students after they leave the course. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was a very helpful day. So. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Do you have a song lined up 
when you're, or excuse me, a song lineup before you go to a venue? Or do you play as you, like, the songs just come to you on stage as you go? Oh, man, it's been a little bit of both. Uh, I started having a set list recently just because I would have a habit of forgetting the words to even my own songs because I'm mm-hmm. just thinking on the fly and going, okay, I guess I'll play this song after that. But now I just, I type a list and I'm able to, uh, with a pencil and I'll just kind of check off the ones that uh, people liked and, and I keep those. And then the ones that people didn't respond to, I'll, I'll play for either a different show or just take them out of my set list. And uh, that way I can sort of edit the order and if I end up playing one out of order, I can always just go, okay, I'll just switch these two around and look at it visually instead of <laughs> instead of just, like, playing it by ear. Right, yeah. right. There's a lot that goes into being a singer-songwriter, being a musician, being your own boss that I didn't realize. To me, that sounds very much like a marketing thing as, as well as um, data. Like, you're picking up on what people like or what people mm-hmm. don't like. You're editing out those songs. Mm-hmm. And... That sounds like something a marketing director would do. <laughs> so it sounds like you have to wear a lot of hats. Yeah, and and you're a lot of times you're doing it in real time. A lot of it's just reading the room and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean you do have to sell yourself in a way, and and that includes you know using social media. That includes you know networking a lot mm-hmm. uh, all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, just sort of being outgoing. I mean, there's plenty of times where. I've gotten a lot of no's when I when I've went out to bars and or venues and said, Hey, like I'd like to play a show here. Would you like to hear some of my music? And they'll say send me an email and sometimes I won't get an email back, but most mm-hmm. of the time, you know, a, a good number of them do and uh, would like to have me play and I'm always thankful for that. So Yeah. Yeah. Support for WEHC comes from Tom Graham and Kyle King of Edward Jones Investments, one twenty six East Main Street, Marion. Learn what investing can do for you. 276-783-4448 or edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. And from Snow's Fine Meats and Provisions, a neighborhood butcher shop in downtown Abingdon specializing in locally sourced pasture-raised proteins, handmade deli items, and specialty goods, bringing the old-fashioned butcher shop experience to your table. And now we return to Art Speaks here on WEHC 90.7. Emory. This is Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. I'm your host, Anna Buchanan, and our guest today is singer-songwriter Roger Ramsey. Thank you for being with me, Roger. Thank you. So where would be your dream performance hall? Like, what is what is the ultimate goal? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of really good venues out there. I think Red Rocks would definitely be a highlight. Where's to that play. at? Um, I think it's in Utah. <laughs> I, uh, don't count count on uh, that, but don't take my word for it. But uh, yeah, in Utah. And then there's also another one in Texas uh, called Luck Reunion, which is Willie Nelson's ranch. And he has a Ooh. lot of, yeah, a lot okay. of really cool acts. I also think the Carter Fold would be really cool. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I can guarantee you would have a good crowd there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a lively crowd for sure. Yeah. How would you describe your genre? I would say probably uh, eclectic mm-hmm. or usually just country or folk music. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to write songs. And at the moment, that's kind of what the genre is. And it might change later and it might not. So 
Mm-hmm. Is there a persona that you embody when you when you step onto a stage? I think yes and no. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's definitely a lot of parts of me in the persona, but you sort of, I think with any performance, people like amp it up and they'll dress up and they'll they make themselves a lot a lot bigger than they are when they're off the stage. And I guess there's there's some of that, but really it is just here are my songs and uh, I try to have I try to kind of break sort of the fourth wall sometimes when I'm, when I'm playing, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, there is some of that, yeah. Yeah, and like you said, I think anytime there's a performance, whether you're an actor or or a musician, I mean, it's definitely something that you, you make, you, like you said, you make yourself bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand that. Do you think that music is fine art? Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's... I think, too, with just the way uh, technology has been progressing, I think we'll see more one-of-ones with records or one-of-ones with just songs that people can have, just like fine art. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But besides that, I mean, yeah, someone is... (laughs) It's intellectual property, and they're they're putting their heart and soul into something, and I I think uh, that's the same, whether it's visual art or music or any other art form. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think sometimes music gets brushed under the rug when we talk about the fine arts, and it's definitely something that can capture people's hearts. But do you think that music can change people's hearts and minds? Was there ever a song for you that made you, I mean, that just brought you to tears or you, made you think? Oh, yeah. It's I Close My Eyes by Madison Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just the lyrics of that, she's writing to her younger self from what I read, and I thought it was just a very touching, inspiring song. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, something that spoke to me, and I think it changed the minds of a lot of people and sort of rethink who you are and what your place is in this world, and I think it can strive people to action. I think music can do a lot of things. Smile. 
do you think it can offer empathy and like those empathic connections with others? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think music, you know, depending on who's communicating it and can bring forth a different point of view than maybe someone wasn't intending to, to hear, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's such a versatile medium. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say to young folks who are just getting into music with the dream of performing and being a singer-songwriter? I think to to be easier on yourself starting out and to mm-hmm. just let yourself suck for a little bit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Because uh, it, it takes, I think it takes a while to really hone into who you are as a person as you're growing up and, and, and what kind of music you want to make. And, but yeah, try, try everything that, that excites you. Try everything that you think might be a good idea. Even if you think it might not fit into a song, just add it anyway and see what happens. I love that. Yeah. I think a lot of artists, whether you're the visual arts, the culinary arts, the musical arts, we are our worst critic. (laughs) We're too hard on ourselves. And Roger, what are your socials? Where can people find you? Uh, at the moment, I only have uh, an Instagram, but I'm working on having a website and other socials too. But um, so my Instagram is Roger Ramsey Music, and uh, on that, you, there's also a link to my SoundCloud. So those are where uh, that's where you can find my music at the moment. Uh, but I'm working on having more things on things like Spotify and other avenues too. Thank you so much for being with me, Roger. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. And you are about to hear a song from Roger Ramsey, but before we play some tunes, this is just a reminder, folks, that William King Museum of Art is still looking for vendors for our Open Road Bike Fest. There are still some spots available. If you are interested in being a vendor for the Open Road Bike Fest hosted by William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia at Latcher Field on Saturday, June 25th, please contact our Director of Annual Fund, Nikki Hicks, and her contact info can be found on our website at williamkingmuseum.org.
Oh. Uh.